0: Yo! Welcome back to another episode of Fistful of Collars, your favorite jujitsu podcast. And man, this week we are going to talk about all things ADCC related. Because what else we talk about? I know, right? What else, what else right? are we going to talk about? We're like two weeks out from the biggest no gi grappling tournament in the world. Myself, Howell, Reed, Connell, and Michael Sears. I'm going to break it down for you. So, guys, there's just so much to talk about, right?
1: Abu Dhabi Combat Club. That's what it stands for, ADCC. <laughs> Let's start there. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, started in 1998. If you guys didn't know, in Abu Dhabi. Um, <laughs> Rich go, history. Go through the <laughs> whole history of yeah. ADCC. Actually, so. if you want to know about ADCC history, especially the super fight,
0: um, I'd really recommend checking out the the Chase Smith, our colleague who is actually on vacation. How dare he? But mm-hmm. he is uh, he's away right now. But he did an amazing interview with with Ricardo Amendolia our Balea. Yeah, yeah. Balea, our commentator stroke analyst stroke ADCC pundit who's going to be doing the live play-by-play commentary at finals uh this year. Do you guys check it out?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's super good. Um I love that it's 20 years of ADCC. They were, you know, and Ricardo is such a great historian. He's he's able to um you know, tell us exactly what happened if you
2: don't know, fill us in. Yeah, Ricardo knows everything about ADCC. He's, he's sort of like a Jujitsu historian, huh, with his his breakdown videos and everything and uh, also another piece of ADCC content you just did a two hour long interview with Marcelo Garcia how does Absolutely. that go
1: yeah yeah oh man I, was, I think um, you know we just premiered on the site yesterday is a interview that happened a couple weeks ago um, but if you guys haven't checked that one out definitely check it out there's a lot of great uh, juicy nuggets in there about especially if you're interested in more history of ADCC nobody uh, has a more storied history at ADCC than the likes of uh, Marcelo Garcia. So just getting able to to uh, you know crack open his brain and, and pick his brain about some of the you know about, about him fighting Henzo Gracie in 2003 and in, in him um, you know coming back from MMA training in 2009 and, and going out there until you know his prediction for Felipe versus uh, Penna. I mean Ooh. Felipe versus Galvao. Who's uh, he got this year? Um, I don't know you have to watch you have to gotta have to watch him man room. he's, he's got you know I don't want to short change him a little bit he's got his reasons did so. he have a good take on it yeah yeah I think so I mean he's he's somebody who uh, has a history with Andre Galvao um, he's competed against him a couple times um, how crazy is that that Andre's history in ADCC
0: goes back so far that his era overlapped with that of Marcelo's yep. yeah Marcelo hasn't competed at ADCC since 2011 yeah it's wild. that's 8 years ago I mean yeah. they,
2: they can't be very far off in age right because Andre's over 35 True. I guess right. they're both in their late 30s. Yeah, so. it's Yeah. Man, I, uh, I went through the data this week about, you know, analyzing the results and looking at Marcelo's numbers, it's just, it's crazy when you see them written down. What it really 27, is. 27 wins, 23 of them were submissions. Yeah. Uh, it was like 85% submission rate in wow. his wins at 80 it was, it was crazy. Like, he blew away whoever was second. I think second was Gordon at 70% or something. It and was- it's
0: really interesting because you pulled the wins-loss as well, right? And he only – I mean, he fought in both the, the weight class and a bunch of the absolutes. So his, his win-loss record, he had five losses – Right? Six losses?
2: Four, 27 to 5. Five 27 losses? 27
0: 5. Five losses, and only one of those was actually in his weight division. Right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Four of them in the open. The class.
0: others were against like monsters like Shakare and Drysdale and big dudes. So yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Only Pablo Popovich was able to beat him that one time in the one year. And he had
1: a very interesting story about his whole preparation for that particular ADCC, right, Reid? yeah that that one you know he had just moved to New York City now he has this kind of legendary gym in, in New York, but at that time he was he was still looking for a building still looking to to build his gym and he came to new york and uh, and uh, you know he had Pablo uh, Popovich's is the match you're talking about in in two thousand nine the finals of the seventy seven kilogram division and uh, he was like winning like the entire match up until the very very last like 20, 20, 30 seconds um you know and, and he talks about that in the interview too how, how he had this moment of of pride had this moment of of ego that that showed through and, and basically that was kind of you know maybe not the only reason but one of the big reasons why why he lost that match so so you know you said that it was the only match that he that he lost in his weight class um but that one especially you know you talk about you win or learn you could tell that uh, Marcel took a lot of um of, of great takeaways f- from that match from losing that match and especially the way he lost it yeah. i mean pablo popovich is, is a, a legend of abcc as well he's been competing there for for many many years so um but yeah man I, incredible privilege to talk to uh, marcelo garcia and get to talk to him about all those things and and he, you know if, if you're nostalgic for for jujitsu or, or or anything like I, I feel like listening to this interview over and over again in the last couple of days like Marcelo makes me excited about jiu jitsu. You know, the, his philosophy on jiu jitsu, the way he, the lens that he looks at jiu jitsu through, he, he really makes me excited about jiu jitsu.
0: I, man, I gotta say, it is unmissable. It really is. Like, there's just so much good stuff in that interview. I mean, two hours with an ADCC legend like that, I learned so much. Cause I think a l- Marcelo as well, right? He's so quiet, unassuming, incredibly humble. And I think a lot of the stuff that he revealed to you in that interview, like I don't think anybody's ever heard before, right? Like the the stuff about how how kind of Pablo's coaches got into his head in that final, the stuff about how his training was like far from optimal running up to that tournament. I'd never heard that before because Mm. Marcelo doesn't make excuses, right? So Yeah. You just man, you you managed to peel back so many layers in that. It was a real privilege. So yeah. great job, dude. Sweet, sweet. Thanks, guys.
1: How much? Thanks. How much Thanks does he
2: much. get into? Because I think also an incredible start. Does he get into his uh, his first t- title at all in there? We talk a so, lot about because what he he lost in the trials and then comes out and dominates at ADCC. It's got to be a pretty yeah crazy yeah. Story. It's um we talk a lot about that and and. Um,
1: you know we we're talking about um i think maybe we we're talking about um greatest debuts in in uh in adcc history you know i saw a lot i see a lot of people talking about um gordon ryan um, his debut and and um some other guys but yeah you talk about great debuts i mean you got to put marcello on that list because um, one of the most memorable exactly i mean and and he really set the stage for me you know I, i'm i'm you know have come to Jiu Jitsu only in the last five five six years. So there's a lot of history that I wasn't present for. Right. You know, and um so a lot of these these nuances of, of the um of those earlier tournaments is, you know, I, I don't know. I I've, I've never heard. So hearing him talk about losing to Daniel Moraes in the trials and then and then having to wait for, for months, for months, and yeah. like, and, you know, not knowing if he's in or if he's out, you know? And then finally, at the very last minute, getting his spot and, and basically looking at his bracket and seeing that his side of, of the of the bracket was like Enzo it, Shaolin. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, I, it, it, I think it, it,
2: Enzo had already won it a couple of times. Yeah, he was point. already yeah, like a
1: two, two-time, three-time ADCC champion, yeah. and I Shaolin think, was a multiple-time Jitsu world champion in the gi, like yeah. a legend already. Yeah, yeah. And, that's what he was saying. He was saying that uh, like I was a he was a blue belt, and Shaolin was already a black belt. You yeah, know? That, that's like the, the the generational gap there. They're similar age, but. Um, yeah, that it, was crazy. That yeah, was amazing. A lot of, didn't Marcelo
0: compete in like a gi tournament the week before ADCC as well?
1: He, or the week he said the week after. Oh. So it was, it was the a, week after. So he became he, <laughs> he, he became <laughs> the, the an ADCC world champion, and then Fabio Gergel was like, "Hey, we already put your name down. Yeah, you registered. <laughs> you gotta you gotta, <laughs> you gotta you gotta come to this thing the next weekend in the gi, and not only that, but he had to fight a brown belt. And he champion. had to fight a brown belt who had already beaten him. Wow. Um, so, so he was like, I'm an ACC champion now and now the next weekend i got to switch, i got to put on the gi and I have to fight these brown belts and if I lose to a brown belt after just becoming an ACC champion it's going to like wipe everything away.
2: <laughs> yeah, you look at, I mean you talk about best debuts, Yeah, you look at his run and his weight class is pretty flawless. Three subs and then the only one that wasn't a sub was 9-0 against Henzo. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, Pretty flawless run there when you talk about best debuts. It's hard to do better than that. I mean, obviously, we're talking about Gordon, but. I mean, can you imagine, um,
1: you know, just like being a no name basketball player hmm. and then like your first match at like the big leagues is against Michael Jordan? And yeah. you like, dunk on him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah and, shut him out. Shut yeah. Hanzo out. 9-0. Like, can you imagine like being, being somebody that not many people have heard of, you know, not, no credentials at Black Belt really at all? Um, and then to go in and and fight like a Michael Jordan like a Henzo Gracie you know this guy's a legend anybody who was doing jiu-jitsu at that time revered Enzo Grace. be
2: like if like richard alacone or somebody shows up and just taps his way through the bracket yeah and, that right. kind of crazy yeah, it yeah, really
1: yeah. is yeah that, that's actually a great great analogy to put it into perspective that's exactly what it would be like so the 16th but. seed coming in and, and basically the guy who who wasn't even supposed to, to be there the just day, got the call the, the day yeah. before <laughs> yeah. um it really uh, you know you, you talk about things kind of lining up and you talk about kind of you know destiny or things that are meant to happen mm-hmm. it, it, it that that really looks like it to me it looks like man that de- um Obviously, it's a lot of hard work, but but uh, to see what Marcelo did in that tournament was special. But maybe not the best debut. Who knows? There's, well, been, there's been a lot of good debuts.
0: We ran the numbers, and you know the when you talk about best ADCC debuts, of course Marcelo is one of the first ones that comes to mind, right? Obviously, because it was such a legendary performance and kickstarted this incredible legacy that lasted for so many years. But. Um, the sheer numbers, just looking at just purely at the stats, it's hard to argue against Gordon Ryan having the best ADCC debut of all time. Because we looked at it in 2017, he had eight matches. He went seven and one, of course, only losing in the absolute final uh, by points to Flippy Penner. But he had four matches in his weight division and another three before hitting the final in the absolute where he won. Of those seven and uh, seven matches that he won, Five submissions. And look at the names that he beat. Opening round, Dylan Danis, one on points. Second round, Homolo Bahal submitted him. Third round, Shanji Hibiro beat him on points. Final in the weight class, submitted Keenan. And then in the absolute division, he submitted Cyborg, Craig Jones, and Muhammad Ali before hitting that final. That is phenomenal. I don't think there's any argument. Love him or hate him, and I know that people really fall into one or the other when it comes to Gordon that is just that's incredible, right?
2: Yeah, I mean that's something that stands. If you are talking about, I mean, obviously it's different eras. It's hard to compare them, but that's something that stands out. If you are comparing Gordon's debut to Marcelo's, is the names like you look through Gordon's, it's all it's all superstars. All all yeah. eight people he fought. I mean, Marcelo's got you know the guy from Japan, Konyoko. He's got Adelson, Van Dart Van Arsdale. I mean, these he, were not huge names. Yeah, right? I mean he he beat some legends there too. But I mean Gordon, won seven straight against superstars Literally, before he lost to the Felipe Pena yeah.
0: yeah 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 i i guess they, i think people uh, have, have mentioned it before as well but uh gordon's path to the final in both of those brackets so probably some of the toughest you could hope for right? or not hope dylan
2: dannis first round i mean you could get a trials winner first round you got dylan dannis very very first off the bench I got to say though we were so excited when we saw that bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> do you remember yeah, when they up. dropped those brackets? It was in the lobby of the hotel, like just a 10-minute walk from the arena where all the fighters were staying. And uh, it's kind of, you know, it was a little bit old school. We have some big plans for the bracket reveal this year, right? We're going to do the whole live experience. We're going to have like a show and it's going to be a big produ- br- big production around how the brackets are dropped. Um, but like in previous years it's literally been scrolling the names on a piece of paper and then slapping it up on the wall. And it's kind of we've talked about this before I think but to give it a bit of perspective like all the guys the paper was like pasted on a on a window right there in the in the lobby and all the guys running over to see who they got first round match and i just remember leandro kind of like looking at it and turning to me and going do you know what this craig jones guy is yeah, like i exactly, yeah. never heard of him <laughs> like but you know hey we won't be doing that this year the the brackets yeah. the whole reveal is going to be completely different so
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's hard to argue unequivocally. I mean, that is a extremely tough bracket that he had to uh, fight through, um, and the absolute as well. And the absolute, you know, definitely. Anytime you win a or you make it to the absolute finals, that's a that's a solid feather in the cap. And and man, you can't can't deny that uh, absolute bracket. Man, he he didn't spend a lot of time in that absolute bracket. Besides the Felipe Penna match, either right. I mean, Cyborg and Muhammad matches were pretty quick. I remember. I'm not I forget how long the Craig Jones match was, but, but not that long. But this, you're right. Cyborg and Muhammad were quick kills, right? Super quick. And think about this as
0: well. Cyborg first round in the absolute division. Cyborg was a uh, a previous ADCC Absolute Champion yeah, and, yeah, and Super Fight Challenger. <laughs> so that's like a, about the toughest first round matches you
1: can get. And of course, this is before they, they had the history together, right? Where, you know, Homolo
2: and... Homolo's homo second round,
1: yeah. Hol- <laughs> Homolo and Shanji, both ADCC Champions there yeah, as well. Back to so back, to back, back. ADCC, uh, Silver Metis, Keenan. Yeah. yeah, they had to fight three ADCC Champions. That's pretty Whew. sick. It um, is. Yeah, it's definitely hard to argue. Gordon had a great debut. Um, I don't know. There any other any other solid debuts that that we're missing, or I mean, those are the two that stick out to me the yeah, most. Yeah. I
0: gotta say, I just I don't think it's I don't think it's possible to really
1: argue against Gordon having a. a better well, how, how ACC about this team. year then, right? Who's who's primed Ooh. to uh, to have um, a great debut this year? Who, who's primed
2: to to beat out Gordon's debut? Anybody? Uh, somebody I wouldn't sleep on at 66 is Mateus, Mateus Gabriel. Mateus Gabriel. That guy was on fire his first year at the Black Belt, won pants, and then, what, tap Marcio Andre mm-hmm, in the finals mm-hmm. at Worlds. I He'd be somebody to keep an eye on. I could see him having a great debut. I mean, it's a tough bracket, though. It'd be, but I wouldn't, I'm not going to put anything past that guy at this point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: i got to say, though, one thing about Mateus, and I'd I, I hate to be the party pooper, but, you know, when it comes to Nogi, Mateus doesn't have th- – quite the credentials right of course he was a phenomenal in the gi as you said tapping marcio andre in the final this year but i keep mentioning it but let's not forget that kennedy masiel choked out Matthias gabriel cold first round of nogi worlds last december that was absolutely so, yeah. sick Those i guys. mean that's a rematch that well, obviously we want to see but it's like you know Matisse Gabriel hot prospect not denying his credentials or his abilities but i keep having to go back to that but it could be a factor in actually spurring him to come back and and, and to, to kind of rewrite history right to
1: say hey i've got in nogi as well so yeah that was a uh, nogi worlds 2018 right that was mm. at the end of the end of last year so ha- has been a little bit and since then he has like michael said since then he, he's it's been, been on, fire. on fire in the gi um one pans he at Pans, and then uh, one. He beat Jamil at Pans. I'm sorry, sorry. Beat Jamil at Pans, and then um, one worlds. Like you said, tap Marcio. Like he's yeah, he's he been fun to watch, and he had the he had the the uh, rematch with Kennedy at
2: Pans too. He did have the that rematch. Was, yeah, broke his, yeah. his arm. Yeah, snapped his arm. He's a yeah. finisher too. Like we're looking at the guys with the best debuts, Marcelo and Gordon. They're finishers. You know, they went out there against guys they were, you know, it's it's underdogs great. against then got on a submission Mateus is that type of guy he gets after the submission you know might be able to knock off some higher ranked people with that
1: yeah yeah
2: that's cool
0: I uh, there's a couple of guys in the over 99 kilogram division uh, who are making their debuts i uh, guys like nick rodriguez nick rodriguez nick, uh, everybody's very very excited to see the first first blue, bo- first to blue belt him. to win adcc oh maybe. my god <laughs> could you imagine i don't know i don't know we would,
2: would, would rank mark kerr but yeah he'd be the the first blue belt i'm true, sure true. yeah, yeah technically white kerr you know mark kerr
0: was a white belt but <laughs> but no, I, I mean nick rodriguez is obviously a phenomenal talent i'm super excited to see because Reed, How you, far you can we were take talking. It, man. How we're, far, huh? Right, because stylistically you were saying that you think that he's got what it gets. He's he's got what it takes to gonna mess some people up, right? I
1: mean definitely. I mean man, have you seen this guy? He's I yeah. Seen yeah. Yeah, have you seen this guy? And he's so athletic. Um, he loves the grind, which is which is a big uh, you know important part for winning ADCC. Um, he loves to work hard. It looks like uh, looks like he's putting in the in the work this time, and he's going to be hard to take down, man. He's going to be hard to get on the ground. And is um, there a better wrestler in that
2: division? He, Over
0: ninety nine kilogram. Is there a better wrestler than Nick Rodriguez in that division? Man, that's a good
1: good question. Yeah,
2: it's tough to. I mean, look who
0: we got. We got Pushesha. Uh, we got guys like Yuri Samoyes, we got Orlando Sanchez, we got to Cyborg, Jared Dopp, João Gabriel, good, really good Kainan, Muhammad Ali. These are all guys who we know can fight on their feet, right? But can any of them get Nick down?
2: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, jiu-jitsu wrestling is different than real re- wrestling. You see know, when you get the submissions in there and everything. And even if you get it down, I mean, something I think that's working in Nick's favor is He's not just a wrestler, look at the camp he's working with. Right. I mean, you you would think with a guy like him, oh maybe sit down and try and leg lock him, but I mean look look at the room that he's in. I mean he's gonna People be going he's gonna after be his ankles all the time. He's right? gonna be hit Yeah, to that stuff for <laughs> and, sure. And
1: what what have we been talking about, I feel like, these last several months, or even we've been hearing Danaher talk about it, we've been hearing Keenan talk about it. You know, this this idea of, of the Nogi metagame. Takedowns. Leg locks. Yes. And that is yeah. what Nick Rodriguez has. Like right. that that is his game. Takedowns right. and leg locks. What was that quote that he that he uh, that he told uh Danaher that you guys were chatting about in your interview? Yeah, yeah, it's great, right? He says if it's under the eyebrows I, I can finish the choke or something or something like that. You know? <laughs> 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 so he just rear naked chokes the face. It's like yeah. <laughs> and he can get it. And I think about it and I yeah, he could finish me <laughs> under the eyebrows probably. <laughs> get off my face, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> But
0: I mean, that's I mean, the ninety-nine kilogram division. Over ninety-nine kilogram division is incredibly deep. It's incredibly competitive. And and you know, when it's somebody somebody like Nick Rodriguez, that physically, I think we we all are very aware of like his takedown ability, his athleticism, his his developing technical skills. Uh, if he's gonna get caught, I feel like it's probably during a takedown attempt that you know some of these more savvy jujitsu guys will will try and lock up a guillotine or maybe get the back off a takedown or something but um the one thing that i have mentioned i have noticed as well about nick is that especially for a big guy i find this absolutely phenomenal he's got a gas tank for days this is the thing we've seen him do like 15 minute pro super fights you know he was on polaris just like last week or whatever and um 15 minutes he's cartwheeling the entire time he doesn't slow down that is actually a huge asset against some of these big, big guys. Yeah, right? wear them
2: out. Absolutely. they yeah. got a lot of weight to carry around.
1: Yeah, I, it definitely. I feel, I feel like that, um, like I said, he, li- he loves the grind. I feel like he likes to outgrind people and stuff, that wrestler mentality. And I think that goes a long way in, uh, in ADCC. Yeah.
0: Couple would be tough to make a mark in that division. Though. I mean, absolutely, I mean, we're talking a lot
1: about Nick, but um, but man, you look at that division, and it's like th- there's some guys who are pretty good at jujitsu in that uh, in that division. <laughs> couple, so, <laughs> couple
2: first timers, I could see uh, if they get on a roll, you know, if they get hot, they could do something. at Ninety nine is uh, Gaudio and Hulk. Patrick Gauggio and Hulk are both
1: both first both first timers. I mean, wow. yeah,
2: it's crazy. I mean, Hulk years ago double gold at Nogi World already so it's it's weird talking about him as a rookie but yeah it's his debut at ADCC. Gaudio
0: looked uh I mean he looked great at the recent Cypro super fight against uh Duade and um Gaudio's scrappy and he didn't look as kind of like let's say on fire at the uh the IBJJF Heavyweight Grand Prix a little bit more cautious against Joao Gabriel but that's
1: understandable right yeah tough. going up
0: against a big guy
1: like him but but still he, looks solid. Yeah, Lucas
2: is a guy who 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 could be primed for uh it's another a huge huge ADCC debut. He's got to get to Gordon, Keenan and it's another tough. Yeah, you, you got to
1: think that he'll probably do the absolute Mini well. Vinny Um, you know, I think like we talked about last time, Andre I think is is really hoping to to pass the torch if he, he can win his super fight and he's hoping that either Keenan or Lucas will win the absolute division and he can pass the torch to his to his students. Mm. So you have to think that maybe he'll do that. So he he, he could be you could be a good bet for a solid ADCC debut. Well, you just mentioned a, a perfect thing right there
0: about the absolute title, and let's take an early look. Obviously, we have no idea who is going to sign up for the absolute division yet. They don't even open the the registrations until the the, the Sunday morning or during just after the last final is done. They take the names to the absolute division. But who do you, who would you guys like to see in the absolute this year?
2: I mean, the obvious ones that everybody. You know is going to be in there if they don't get hurt or something. Is Gordon and Buchecha, right? Those are the favorites. But after them, I guess the question is is who you would like to see in there. I mean, I'm wondering out of Atos, because they're probably only letting him put one person in a two, who, Maximum two. They can, maximum in, two. In, in they, the ADCC? Two, so you think they two, could yeah. do Kainan and Hulk both in yeah.
0: there? But they would have to be on the same side of the bracket. There's no getting around that, so... I mean,
2: Cyborg just looked good in, in Vegas. I mean, his former champ
0: there. He even said, right? He even said after after winning the, the $40,000 in Vegas, we, we spoke to him, and he even said, he's like, I'm coming for the ADCC Absolute Gold Medal. That, that would actually make him the only person to win the ADCC Absolute title twice because nobody's ever done it more than once because usually you get the Absolute title and you go to the super fight and – Many people have, you know, won the super fight or, or, or lost and, and just said, okay, I'm done with ADCC, you know, but but Cyborg is still around and he's actually he really wants to get that and kind of make it to the super fight again.
1: That would be incredible, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be I, nice. I think um, maybe somebody like a, an Orlando Sanchez is somebody who we haven't seen do the um, absolute division, I believe. That's ever? Right. No, um, you've sh- seen him do absolute. I think he's kind of been um, behind. Homolo and Felipe Pena in the Gracie Baja pecking order. Right. Um so we haven't seen him, but but maybe this year, you know, there's nobody else. So oh, yeah. So you could see um, you know, Orlando take his shot at absolute gold <coughs> for the first time.
0: That's a very smart observation actually, because uh, Gracie Baja doesn't have anybody else either ninety nine or over ninety nine.
2: Yeah, they got Arges at eighty yeah, eight. Exactly. Uh, they got
0: Arges and um yeah, that's it. So wow.
2: Talking about Cyborg winning, how wild would it be if Cyborg wins it? Galvao wins the super fight. 2021, we have two 40-year-old guys <laughs> the super fight. Veterans, veterans match slash super fight. It'd be wild. Hard-in, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's
1: tough, man. It's, we were talking about great ADCC debuts, and they don't come around too, too often, you yeah. know, because, like, it, for the, a lot of these guys, it's it's a tough thing to do. To, they to, have to chip away at it, You right. do. Like, yeah. I was talking with Craig Jones, you know, and and Gianni as well, Grippo. Um, they they were both there in 2015. You know, and and um, you know, Craig had a, had a quick night of, of work in 2015. Johnny had a little, bit, uh, fared a little bit better, but uh, I think he lost to Kobrini in the Green- second match, right? In the quarterfinals, you know. But I think, <coughs> excuse me, for for a lot of these guys, you do you have to kind of go out there and, and feel it out because there there is just something different mm-hmm. about ADCC, you know, and it is hard to go out there and and uh, you know run the gamut on this tournament because you know we were just looking a little bit of just kind of put together our own little uh, dream brackets and everything like that and it's like man every one of these matches is going to be a final at <laughs> any other tournament like you know it's not just like hyperbole you know it's you really when you when you break it down you look at who's in, in each of these brackets and you put together these matchups everyone is fire so it is hard hard to win especially your first your first year
0: yeah you you just nailed it on the head and i think a big factor as well is that uh, the ADCC rule set is so different to everything else. So a lot of these guys, they they need like one or two goes at it to just really get accustomed to the the format as much as anything, right? Because uh, unless you're lucky enough to go out there and just submit everybody, yeah. the ADCC rules are so unique and they're so different, and there's, uh, it, it's it's very tough to walk in and immediately kind of like perform well under
2: under that particular rule structure. You- Sorry, even even Roger, like I was looking at the numbers. Even Roger was like yeah. three and one with no subs in his first time, and then he shows up a second time, and then he's really Roger taps, right. taps eight people at the <laughs> second <laughs> time there
1: for double gold.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah you no, know, and
0: and you know about Roger kind of winning that absolute with all awesome submissions. I mean, that's that's probably one of the best absolute performances ever, right? That's just insane. How do you show up at ACC and tap? eight eight out of eight (laughs) eight out of eight people i mean well as we were saying earlier gordon did three out of four in his absolute run and they were no
2: slouches right yeah yeah maybe maybe gordon can match that this time we'll well, see you mentioned about how
0: you know gordon bouchesha are the two names that you know everybody wants to see in the absolute and i completely agree of course i don't don't disagree for one second but i am wondering like is it is it feasible that we could see that match in the final gordon versus bouchesha
2: we got in to case. see it finally, right? We've been waiting to see it forever. We missed out on it last time. We That's thought we were going to see it in Vegas.
1: Like,
0: If it's going to happen anywhere, it seems like it's got to happen here, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, well, we get it. No, I think, I mean, talking to those guys, um, you know, and just knowing them a little bit these last few years, and, and you know, like we, we talked about this a little bit before, but but both of them, you know, basically Bouchesh has won everything there is to win except for the ADCC absolute title. He's been to the, the finals before, but he didn't win it. And um, he was what is he now? Fourteen time, thirteen time uh, IBJJF world champion. I think, is, yeah, thirteen or fourteen, something like that. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's no, a, nobody's going to catch him. Yeah. He's won just about everything there there is to win. You know, I, you, you got to think that his sights are set solely on this absolute title. Gordon, the same thing. He's he's, he's you know he already had the greatest debut in ADCC history, but the, AD, but the absolute title eluded him. Um, not to say that I think these guys are going to like. um Maybe let up in their weight class a little bit, but I do think they'll be looking forward that, like a little the, bit. That the main goal for both of them is will be the absolute um, title, and and I think that that was. That was something that happened to Bushashi. You could you could kind of tell in in twenty seventeen, like he was just exhausted. Yeah, he was worn yeah, out. He, yeah, he had he had he just the,
0: come off pushing Orlando Sanchez around for like 30-40 <laughs> minutes. Right? Yeah, exactly. Orlando's and, a hard guy to move. Yeah. And then
1: he had the Shanji War, which is an um, incredible incredible match. And then Probably he had one of the most overlooked matches that, and one of the best matches in my A C C. And then he, he was looking down down the pipe with uh, Felipe Pena. You know, it's just like legend after legend after legend. You know, and uh, at some point it, it wears on you. So I think these guys who are a little smarter, who've been through this tournament a couple times, who know what they want, and that's an ADCC absolute title. They'll be a little bit more strategic. Save a little bit in
2: their gas tank for the absolute. We're talking about guys. Can I ask you something real quick? I
0: want you guys to both give me the picks, Nikki Ryan. If if Gordon Bouchesha make it to the absolute final, who takes it and how?
2: We gonna start with me? (laughs) 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 All right, this is this is a tough one. uh, I don't know. Gordon's coming off that injury, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Hasn't, I mean, Buchecha struggled to get it done in the open class, but, I mean, I,
1: God, this is a tough it's one. It's so hard, man. It yeah. really is. You're thinking about it. It's uh, like.
2: <laughs> I'll go with Buchecha. I'll say Buchecha finally gets it. He's, he's, this will be his third time coming there. He's won everything else. Uh, maybe just Buchecha wrestles him. I don't know. But I could see it going thing. either way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think you, you've you've nailed a, a few things there about the, the the size difference that we saw that you know Gordon had his moments against Joao Gabriel. You know Joao Gabriel is probably one of the few people physically who who kind of matches Bouchesha's stature, right? And um, and he found him hard to move, but he he had his moments there. Um, you have to think that uh, that was a fresh Joao Gabriel, but you know. Draw, potentially this is Boucher after seven matches so whether it be easier to crack that shell but the the fact that Gordon has been inactive for so long is that going to be a factor you know his knee was still you know he's been very open about the fact that it's it's touch and go whether he would compete and you know it's uh I mean it doesn't seem like it's anywhere hundred percent just right? pulled
2: out in Vegas
1: right right because yeah. he wanted to kind of look after it so yeah. what do you think Reed Oh, man, yeah, like I said, it's it's a tough one to call. It's hard to pick against either guy because mm. e- either guy has accomplished so much. But you know, just be going through what what Gordon did last time in ADCC 2017, um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take Gordon. It just looks like his rule set. It just looks like his his um, his preferred style of grappling. You know, you got those heel hooks in there. Well, Bushesha and- has lost via heel hook,
2: right? He lost, I think.
0: Oh, no, actually, no, I may be wrong.
1: No, sorry. No, I I, I, I got
0: that wrong because we were talking about it earlier. Bouchesha has has won by heel hook. He's actually actually a heel hook machine. He's got two two heel hooks at ADCC.
2: And he'd heel hook Joao Gabriel in in 2013.
0: 2013, But my question was going to be about the heel hooks. Do you think that Bouchesha uh, has got the technology? Do you think that he is... Up to speed with the leglock game. I know we dropped into Henzo's that one day that you were there, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and no surprise they were they were working on leg locks. But um yeah, what that do, was
2: incredible, w- right? What do you think? <laughs> Vinny Malgo Hayes, heel hook Buchecha in two thousand eleven at Boom. the <laughs> ultimate Absolute
0: oh. <laughs> Knew it. So that's what you were talking about. Right? He <laughs> <laughs> knew that he'd lost by heel hook in the past, yes. <laughs> so anyway, what do you think? Do you think the Boucheshra's got the answer for Gordon Ryan's heel hooks and leg locking? I would have to assume that he
2: does just beast mode out of it right <laughs> just turn and kick and well, Buchecha out of is that but <laughs> we've seen Muhammad Ali attempt that yeah, technique yeah. and that didn't work out twice true is about 30 more pounds though but mm-hmm. yeah I mean I wouldn't be surprised. I mean I, I
1: think I think these days I, I do feel like most people you know with the DVDs that have come out and with how dominant a lot of the the heel hookers in 2017 2018 were um, I, I feel like you know, everybody's studying up. Everybody's doing their knowledge. It's doing their, not know, a secret anymore, is I, it? I, I, well, y- there's no even,
0: excuse to be clueless
2: about this. Pergisos is boy, too. Maybe Pergisos shared some tips with Buchecha about countering those leg entries. Who knows? They're training together all the that time. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> that's not to
1: say that I don't, don't think that Gordon could still, you know, catch anybody, of course, right? It's jujitsu. Those things yep. can, can happen. But um, I think. I think Buchesha will be ready. He's he's like he's like a, a Tesla combined with like an old muscle car combined <laughs> with like yeah you know. <laughs> you, you
2: could tell me that like uh, that Gordon. I would not be surprised if he showed up in Hydra. To tell you the truth, I mean he tapped five guys last time. If he tapped eight, I, I'm picking Bucchetta now. But I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon shows up and taps everybody when he gets going. He's. I'm hard looking to at deal the with.
0: under 99 kilogram division, and it is very competitive. Right? I think it is. I think it is less competitive. Than the 88 kilogram division was lost last time around, though. Like there are some very, very good guys in this under 99 kilogram division. I'm talking about guys like Keenan, Vinny Magalys, Gaugio, Hulk, Panzer, Jackson Souza, Dylan Dennis, Flippy Andrew. But really, do we see any of them taking it, taking out Gordon? Like mm. honestly, like I, I'm not so sure that they would. Like a couple guys could do their best to try and. You yeah. know, avoid Gordon. I mean, he points
2: win over him. But, he uh, does, uh, yeah. but are,
0: are any of them going to beat Gordon? Like actually beat him? I don't. I don't think that they are. I really there's don't.
1: Defi- there's definitely a lot of question marks. Like you, you brought up some good points that you, we haven't seen Gordon in a little while. You mm. know, he's got the knee injury. You know, he's, he, we don't know exactly what is um, uh, how re- rehabilitated that is. Um, so there are there are some question marks. You're right. Um, and I do like, yeah, I like that Vinny and, and, of course, a couple of the other guys in there. Um, you know, Keenan, the ma- match with Keenan was a good match up until uh, he submitted him. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let me ask this. Who's and, the biggest and, and, threat? And
0: Hulk. I'd say Hulk, probably. Huh? Okay, who's the biggest threat at 99 kilograms for Gordon? Like, who in there of low 16 guys?
2: Hulk's wrestling looks strong in Vegas. I mean, Hulk, I be- he had a close one with Gordon. I mean, this is ages ago. But win, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah! <sighs> It's, yeah.
0: It was kind of one of those matches where Gordon sits, Hulk stays on the outside, tries to pass a little bit, goes back, tries to pass a little bit, goes back yep. and then just like nothing happens yeah. and you know is that really a match like you know, unfortunately that's what happens They were on the mat times, together right? yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. I'd
2: say Hulk is the biggest threat in my opinion. Okay, interesting what do you think, Reed?
1: Yeah, I think Hulk's a good one, but um, you know, he can't sleep on the uh, 2015 absolute champion, ADCC absolute champion, Claudio is as, uh-huh. as well. You know, he's—I um, don't believe he's ever won his weight class, but he has—he ha- he does have an absolute title in there, and he's—you know—he's the only guy in that bracket with an absolute title. So <laughs> it's
2: wild, he's at 99, right? Like, mm. he seems like he'd be an 88 guy could possibly even make 77. He fights middleweight really? usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm calling it now.
0: I think that. Gaudio is the biggest threat for Gordon. Gaudio
2: had a close one with him. At he Nogi did worlds. have a close one. He lost by one advantage. One was advantage. Four four yeah. two one advantages oh, yeah, yeah. for Nogi Gordon, worlds, yeah.
0: and he did not seem phased by the leg game. Yeah. That's that's what's interesting because remember Gordon was using that inside sankaku whatever they call mm-hmm. it. You know the the, the, saddle. the saddle position. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank you. The saddle position. Four eleven. Hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. John Danner hates the name the honey hole. But we got to
2: come up with official
0: terms for us to go for. Yeah, their, their, but their, their he position. hits that he hits that saddle position, and uh, he was sweeping guys with it, right? Because of course you can't heel hook in in, in and but everybody else was kind of like getting in that position, and you could just see the panic on this. Looking faces, at the ref, right? wanting a reaping car? Yeah. <laughs> how, how often did you see the that? But Gaugio <laughs> was just stone faced, like bring it. Like, yeah. just, just didn't have a problem with it. And and think about Gaudio as well, like, physically, we know he's very, very tough, right? He's just a really solid, solid dude. But he's got a very, very good, underrated guard game. And you oh, seen guards, it yeah. yourself, right, yeah. Mike?
2: Oh, his guard's incredible. Yeah, he goes to like 50 50 slash X guard type of position, like Pergisa likes to live in. And, uh, yeah, uh, Gaudio, he's, Gaudio, I always say it all the time. I think he he's like the most underrated jiu-jitsu athlete out there like three years in a row on the podium at Worlds he had a close one with Galvao close one with Pena almost you know lost by an advantage to Gordon he's he's B. Keenan. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> B. Keenan that year at Worlds I uh, would not be surprised I mean and a plus you got galgio's training down in Miami now
0: with the Fight Sports crew he's got yeah. a
2: great crew I mean they got like 10 people that are doing ADCC at the, in that room he's got I mean he's got a Cyborg running the show it's got to be a great, great it's got to be the best camp he's had in a while for a tournament you know yeah.
0: We saw Gaojo against uh, uh, Kainen Duarte at Kasai Pro Six just recently, and uh, of course that was a um, that was a points win for for Kainen. Kainen hit like a nice sweep early, and you know, but then towards kind of the the latter part of that match, Gaojo was picking up steam and he was going after him and stuff. And I I don't know I think the combination of the wrestling plus the physicality that he brings plus the underrated technical game. Just the only thing about Gaojo's game that I don't see is that I don't see him finishing a lot of dudes true sure. right. that sure. is that is a, that is the only hole so but I see him being difficult to score on and and, and really giving guys problems um, but yeah that 99 kilogram division there's a few guys who are there who are definite dark horses right mm-hmm. like Vinny Magalhaes is, yeah. a, is a, such a dark horse former champ yeah Jackson Souza I mean he lost to um, he
1: lost to Gordon at Nogi Worlds right Jackson yeah in the absolute I believe it was I think uh, he fought Cyborg in, in the absolute and Cyborg beat him and Jackson I'll look at it. Was, uh, could be wrong, but
0: um,
2: I'm pretty sure that Gordon, yeah, Gordon got his back and choked
1: him. Yeah, in the. Uh, might be right. I could be wrong.
2: What but. about at uh, at over 99? We're talking about people who. How sometimes people have, you know, a so-so attempt and then they come back and they tear it up. What about Kynan at over 99? What are you thinking about Kynan?
0: Man, I, I'll be honest. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Kynan Duarte. We've been following him since he was at Purple Belt. This kid is incredible, and he is obviously. One of the best new wave black belts on the scene without argument. However, I think him going in at over 99 kilograms is about the worst possible scenario for him at ADCC. He'll be undersized. He's he's definitely undersized. It's going to be really tough because Lucas Hulk, Barbosa, and Cala two Atos guys... Uh, and we'll talk about that in a bit the whole teams thing but they're both in under 99 and of course Lucas and Kainan do not ever want to have to face each other yeah. so they've had to split it and with Kainan go to over 99 man that's not good for him he's only weighing about 215 he's not even that big like he's, he's below under 90, 99 kilograms
1: so
2: yeah, if he was at 99, I'd like his chances a lot more. I don't know how right. much muscle he can put on in, in in time, but it's uh. By the way, Jackson did lose by RNC to Gordon in the semifinal. You hit semifinal but, uh, to Gordon. Yeah, I mean one thing I like about Kynan is uh, you know, obviously he's associated with IBJJF. Just beat Leandro in the in the final world. He's 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 not one of these new age IBJJF guys who he's always done nogi. Yeah, purple, brown, he always did nogi world. He won 80cc trials as yeah. a yeah, Pat, in Kat, Pablo Popovich, even at It'd nogi, nogi yeah Right? Yeah, in yeah the beat final, Gougy, Brazilian yeah. trials yeah and even at uh, Nogi Pans I mean it's easy to forget uh, in the absolute final even when he was fighting Gordon Against Gordon, oh, he was yeah. winning on points with like a minute left Gordon took his back and choked him eventually but I mean that was a, that was a close match if, that point, if yeah. he would have fought a little bit more tactically there at the end he might have been able to pull out a points victory so well, I remember Keenan and
0: uh, Josh Hinger were talking about this on their podcast right and um, about how Keenan had to face Kynan at the 2017 ADCC right so um Second match because Kynan beat Pablo Popovich by submission in his first match. But of course, they were teammates, so they got seeded to meet in the second round. And Keenan leg-locked him. And because at that time, Kynan did not have a leg-lock game. He was a purple belt. Yeah. just maybe got his brown, I think. And he just did not have a, that kind of leg-lock game at the time. And Keenan used it. But Keenan was very open in saying that since then, Kynan's leg-lock game has actually gotten really, really good. And he is like... We actually saw him do the... The, the heel hook escape to back take against Craig Jones at Kasai Pro this year remember oh yeah yeah That's well he, he tried slick. to he tried yeah.
2: to, he, he tried to bust out the Pergisa back take on Gordon at Pans, didn't he you he, he Penn, yeah yeah came like within a hair's breadth. yeah I think I have photos head. of him like with one hook or maybe yep. with Gordon turtle or something yeah he got close he, with he, it it was pretty much exactly
0: yeah. the same thing and and then he hit like a, it was all, it was similar but it was a little bit different but he hit a very very similar heel hook escape to uh, to backtake against Craig Jones, so just
1: goes to show that you ain't leg-locking Kynan easily anymore. That's that's just over and done with. Yeah, I think you know at this point um, we're all pretty pretty hip to the party. We know that any division that Kynan enters, he has the ability to win. You I mean, know? you pass
2: he, Lowe's guard in the final world. Like that's just
1: he's not- he's never out of a fight. He's never out of a out of a bracket. Like he, he uh definitely is is capable. Of, of winning that one and that's what's scary about it because he's going to be undersized he's going to be the youngest guy he's going to be the least experienced guy he's going gonna to be all these things but Ooh, I gotta say hey look at this it's
0: popping off in the uh, live chat right now we actually have uh, have some people saying uh, including oh Rene Souza what's up Rene from 10th Planet um, <laughs> some guys saying that Vinny and and Gordon uh, Vinny's gonna gonna take out Gordon
2: Vinny beat him remember he said leg locks don't work afterwards but uh, <laughs> that was a while ago but well, yeah doesn't who knows? <laughs> Where did that, well, that happen? I don't remember that match. That was a ACB. It? ACB,
1: uh, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, who knows? Vinny might have Gordon's number. It, that, that might be it, you know? It might be, uh, Vinny's uh, yeah. won
2: this tournament before, I mean. Yeah. True,
1: true. So that would be a good match. You know you know what's cool? I don't know if we want to talk about all the divisions, but uh, the, the, that whole 88 kilogram division, I feel like, is just like the Dark Horse division. It's oh just yeah! like every person <laughs> in that division is a dark horse. It's, yes. a, it's like yeah, we're not it's talking a lot air, about – um, Mason Fowler. We're not talking a lot about um, oh, John, Blank. Always- John Blank. Yeah. Um, you know, who, who else is in there? Yeah, yeah, Gabriel Almeida. Rustam. Josh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rustam. Hanger. You, you know, it's like that. Mateus,
2: it, it, Mateus
0: Denise. Even somebody like Kit Dale. You can't write out Kit Dale. He's a freak when it comes to Nogi. Have you ever seen his ADCC matches? They're always amazing. Like his, his match against Homolo last time, that was a freaking incredible wrestling match, and it was like razor thin. It's like... You can't, you cannot count this guy out. He is, yeah. But there's tons of guys like that, right? Wow. Is, this,
2: is this Gabriel Arge's first ADCC? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, so there's is. another great yeah, debut. I I got Mason Fowler switch division. I mean, he does a super heavyweight in the gi, and he's exactly. only down to eighty eight for this. Well, step. he dropped from under ninety nine. He won yeah. trials,
0: uh, West Coast trials under ninety nine. He dropped to uh, to eighty eight, which I think is a smart move because he's not a big dude, right? Wardzinski, mm-hmm.
2: I'd like to see Wardzinski do do well. He's got a fun game to watch. He's got a, a killer mustache going right now. Handbar, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love I I you thought, love Adam's mustache. I, I, yeah. I thought <laughs> this
1: other day that Adam Wardzinski <laughs> <laughs> might be my favorite jujitsu athlete out there. Like, <laughs> I love his, his kiss going to the kiss concert. Yeah. He's on, he's on in, tour in the, with Kiss while yeah. he's training with <laughs> yeah. ADCC. I love, I love that dude's attitude. This, uh, it's kind of we're talking about
0: the 88 division, and um, the 88 division is, is they have a little bit of a problem. Now, this is something that almost every division has, and we should talk about it. It's the, the fact that ADCC rules stipulate that teammates must fight either first or second round. Yeah, and the seeding basically gets completely messed up because. It is a thing that you cannot get out of the second round. You have to face off with each other. So we looked at the brackets, and we actually did a quick head count about how many divisions has got teammates in. Let me run through it and tell you. 66 kilograms. you got six guys from two teams. Atos has got Pablo Mantovani, Bruno Frazato, and Tai Ruotolo. And Alliance has got Gianni Grippo, Kennedy Maciel, and Ruan Alvarenga, the South American Trials winner,
2: and then you get uh, another pair from Tenth Planet, Kikorian and Gio. So half of the bracket is teammates.
0: Half of the bracket. That is incredible. So with Atos and um, with Atos and Alliance, with three guys, that means that an opening round match is going to have to be between teammates because then the winner of that match against his own teammate will have to face potentially his teammate in the next match.
2: So Juan versus Kennedy, right? Cuz Gianni Cause will be Gianni the highest seed. The higher seed. Yeah.
0: And then you'd have to say Bruno Forzado versus Tyro Otolo cuz Pablo Mandavani fourth place finisher at the last ADCC yeah. is the highest seed of those three. So we already know a couple first round matches. That's crazy, It's interesting. Right?
2: They're like the only they're the only people who know who they're training for in their first fight basically. I mean cuz it's it's sort of got to be Kennedy versus Juan, right? I mean, yeah. yeah,
0: you can't put Ruan and Gianni against the same against them in the first round because Gianni always such a high seed, and and they literally train together in the same room because Ruan trains at Marcello's,
2: right? Yep. Oh, he's from Marcello's. I, yeah. I
1: think he's, you know, he's. He- goes back
2: and forth but for brazil and, sure, and, but he and, but, yeah. spends a lot of time there he's yeah, not yeah. like
1: at another alliance gym,
2: yeah so. yeah yeah what other crazy teammate situations do you have here at the okay so
0: 77 is pretty crazy as well because you've got uh six guys from three teams so henzo has got gary tonan and oliver taza they're gonna have to face off second round of the latest gracie baja has got a, a complicated one you got two very very close friends edwin najmi and servio tulio that's actually a really really tough match as well, though. And then Alliance has got Lucas Lepre and um, John Satava, who won North American Trials this year. So
1: I remember um, when I was at, at Atos there um, at '88, you got Perez and uh, Hanger, and they, yeah, they, they they were saying that they hadn't. Hadn't really trained at all together, hadn't really looked at each other, hadn't drilled, wow. you know, kind of drilling on opposite sides of the mat, you know. So, like, they were They're aware they were, of it. They were aware and they were taking it pretty seriously. That well,
0: 88 is actually one of the worst because you've got four teams, each with two guys. 88 kilos, you just mentioned there, Hinger and Perez, both from Atos. Czech mat has got Adam Wodzinski and Gabriel Almeida. Interesting that both those guys won trials. Wodzinski won European trials, and Gabriel Almeida won South American yeah. trials. Absolute MMA that's a possible clash of teammates right there because you've got Craig Jones and Kit Dale. Now I know that they haven't trained together like in the same room for a while but technically they're the same team because Kit's been in at LA for a, a while now, right? He's been living in the states for a while. And um and Craig Jones is nowadays training at Henzo's, but technically still reps Absolute. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. He doesn't rep yeah.
2: Henzo's and he competes, right? No, it's still it's still right. Absolute. I mean, I'm sure they got to be pretty close with each other. probably trained who knows how much time with each other back when they were both in Australia full they time. Sh- share some of this, the same Australian blood. So. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a fourth. Uh. Uh, there
0: is. The fourth one is Mateus Denise and Alec Balding, uh, both from Alliance. So Alec Balding was a uh, a North American Trials East Coast winner, right? Yeah, man. He was. He looked awesome. He beat Roberto Jimenez and, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe Dan Martinez. And then, of course, Mateus Denise, as we know, the Casai Pro uh, coming off the really, really strong performance. Uh, he's a CasaiPro Pro tournament winner, but just submitted Josh Hinger at
2: Pro 6. So... So with uh yeah, Mateus number one in the flow, Nogi rankings too. With those, I mean four four pairs of teammates, you can start piecing that bracket together just like that. One, That's half a bracket one, again. One, eight whatever. guys one yeah. pair one pair in each quarter, and then yeah. fill it in from there. So, right. but I, I think this
1: is this is definitely the way to, the way to do it. Right? Oh, for sure. You, know, you got no make, closeouts. Yeah, no closeouts or like, fake matches. And, or, yeah. Exactly, exactly. You want to move on. You want to get on. Move on past the first round or past. You know, like make these guys fight early. It's gonna make the matches. More exciting, and it's gonna—you know—this is the way to do it. For sure, we
0: are—we are not fans of closeouts, right? Like, I know some people appreciate the fact that the strategy involved in getting two teammates to—you know—I
1: want to know who the best is. Exactly, we—we
0: don't like being denied a final, right? But can you remember the reaction one time when we had Travis Stevens here in Austin uh, about a year and a half ago, and we asked him what he thought of closeouts? Can you remember his reaction? I don't really—I don't remember that. I remember because he was like. I can assume what his reaction was but I don't remember specifically Wait, I asked him like closeouts. what do you think and it, it, it's like there was a moment where like the sort of the you know like on your MacBook when it slows down and the beach ball is spinning like the processor kind of freezes for a moment and you could see like just Travis kind of glitching for a second and he because he just did not compute it's like in judo, teammates fight all the time. Anything. All like, the time. What, what other sport? Wrestling, it, yeah, yeah. anything.
2: Yeah, tell that to the flow wrestling guys out there. <laughs> they <laughs> wouldn't even comprehend what you're we talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, yeah. We brought
1: the wrestling guys to Worlds this year, and I think they were very confused. They were like, why isn't it a final? Why yeah. are these two guys
0: just <laughs> going on and shaking each other's hand? And Travis was just like, his response was why amazing. It was like,
1: what? It was ridiculous. Why on earth would you do that? It's like, thank you. We agree. And Train bro. your whole life for this moment. Just to give it up to somebody else. Way mm-hmm. to
2: kill the atmosphere too for a major event, especially a Super Bowl event like ADCC. If there was, if it was half closeouts or something, or like we had at Worlds, where the you know the main match, the main event, the absolute final yeah. is a, is a closeout. Right. Can, I mean, without closeouts at ADCC, it's not the right way to do it. Yeah, no, no, no. So. Um, so glad, glad uh, that
1: yeah they they do they do this this way.
0: And there's only one other division that we've really identified actual team conflict and that is 99 kilos because we mentioned because you got Lucas Barbosa and Claudio Carl Sanz, even though they don't train together different parts of the world they are both Atos. But then you got complicated one, checkmate, have got two guys in, it in 99, you got Jackson Souza and Luis Panza. That's a tricky one, right? Mm. Those guys have been
1: teammates for a long time too. And
0: they they're close they're as well, close, you know, yeah. even though they don't train together regularly, they are close. So there is a possible one at over ninety nine as well. This because um, Tex has been training at Lloyd Irvin's for uh, the last couple, however long, not even sure, weeks, months. But uh, of course, that's where Muhammad Ali is uh, is is from. But interesting to note that Muhammad has, for the last week or so, a little bit longer, has been down in Miami training at the Fight Sports
2: ADCC camp. That's over ninety nine. Mm. Another way you could look at it is uh, Tex has been registering as a barrow, and Victor Hugo's in there.
0: Oh, yeah. Good point. So, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Because, yeah, you're right. The Tex has registered at competitions as Ribeiro Jiu-Jitsu, and, and you do have Victor Hugo. So either way, whichever one Tex turns up as, then he's a potential – we know his second-round match is either Muhammad or, yeah. or Victor. Yeesh. Complicated,
2: right? But uh, – What do you think about we're, – uh, we're talking a lot about who we pick for the Open class. Mm. What would be – we know the, they're going to face the winner of Gavao and Pena who do you think would be the coolest matchup for whoever wins that like if if Pergisa wins it who would you want to see Pergisa fight Ooh, good question gordon gordon it's got to be gordon <laughs> right yeah gordon going or nicky yeah, yeah, I watch that too Nikki Ryan yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Let but one of the, the one piece. of the Ryan brothers <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean Felipe it's Felipe, gotta be Gordon Felipe
2: yeah. wouldn't be as dramatic because they're friends with each other they'd be cool with each other going up Gordon would talk trash on Instagram for two years running up to <laughs> yeah, that fight it'd yeah, be good right.
0: oh my god yeah yeah you know where Felipe would block him again right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that is the one match that you know we have to we have to see it right we absolutely have to um Speaking of brothers like Nikki and Gordon, we, we were talking about this the other day, right? There's actually quite a lot of brothers who have competed in ADCC, but we were trying to look at it that not that many at the same time, right?
2: Yeah, not really. I mean, well, obviously Joao and Paulo mm. don't both do it because that, same division. That, that problem they have to fight each other. Yeah, uh,
1: this, is, this is probably a
2: problem for a lot of the brothers. Yeah, yeah, similar divisions. Yeah, yeah. The Same size because right. Joao did 2013 and then Paulo. Sorry,
0: did. yeah, the Joao did 2013. Paulo did 2017 back again 2019
2: I think you did you all do it in sao paulo in 2015 no. no he did no, not No, me brothers brothers 2015 okay. um
0: oh. leo vieira uh who's an adcc legend and uh, rico vieira they've uh, both competed in adcc the two brothers both two of the checkmat founders but
1: um are there two, not in are the there same th- event two other brothers that were missing though yeah, there's the hmm. d- yeah are there two brothers that we just haven't said yet well, there are a few <laughs> there's uh there's, uh, of
0: course, the Ribeiro brothers. Salvador oh, and the Ribeiro brothers. And together, I think that we worked it out that they have more combined matches, ADCC matches together than than any other pair. Right? I think
2: they have uh, 52 wins between the two of them, what and that's like, like 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 s- like like 70 match 70 matches or something, and 52 wins. Johnji had more. I think Johnji has thirty wins, and uh, Solo has twenty-two. They both well, has
0: over forty matches. in Yeah, AACC. yeah, wow. yeah. They, they, wow. b-
2: a lot of absolute from them and stuff, you know. And I think they're both two-time champs. I want to say.
0: So, do you think that with? Do you think that say Nicky and 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 Gordon together? Do you think that if they keep coming back every two years, do you think that they could eventually break that combined win win streak?
2: Well, if Gordon keeps, I mean, Gordon's an absolute guy. What well, depends. It's gonna something will factor in if, if Gordon wins the absolute this time, because then he's only got one match next time, and potentially right. one match every single ADCC. Right, right, right. But I mean, Nicky's so young. Nicky's like a high schooler, so he could do ADCC ten more times. Who knows? Good point. But yeah. he'd only get maximum
1: four matches each two yeah, every two years. So. I know that's the crazy. I mean, you think about it, they really only had the maximum never, of eight matches. they have Sanji has thirty wins over yeah. that. That's yeah, you
2: never know with Nicky. I mean, Gordon used to be his size. Maybe he'll be an absolute guy in a few years too. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see a two hundred pound Nicky Ryan. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: Browlio and Victor Estimer as
2: well. Mm. Those guys,
0: they uh, I believe they competed in the same ADCC as well, like with obviously different divisions. But um,
2: so if they had fifty two, Gordon already has seven. You'd assume he'll get a few more this time. Maybe Nicky will get some. Yeah, I mean it'd be and tough. It's a ge- like a yeah. generation. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta.
0: Well, yeah. So let's check back fifteen years. From yeah, <laughs> well look at Zan
2: Zanji was just in the last 80s. I mean he did so many of them that I mean yeah if if Gordon's like that. And Fights ADCC into his 30s, absolutely, but yeah, you never yeah. know how long they're going to stick stick with it. It's kind
0: of a shame, actually, that Shanji's not back this year. He's uh, he was so exciting he's last time up from wrist yeah. surgery, right? Yeah, gotcha. yeah. That's he was like such a shame. He
2: was like my favorite guy at the last one, jumping close guard on time and arm locking him, and that match with Buchecha that was a war. He had mm, what a, another one with with Gordon that was good, like super close match yeah. between
0: him and Gordon. It's amazing to think as well that that was actually the first time Shanji had ever faced Buchecha. Really? And yeah, night? and and he'd apparently he'd always kind of said like not like out loud, you know, because he's not that kind of guy. But um, he'd always kind of said like you know that if he were to face Bushesha, that he had the game plan, that he had what it took to beat him, and he almost did, man. He, he was took so it to close, him, right? Yeah. And by the end of it, yeah. Bushesha
1: was exhausted. <laughs> man, that, that was, was a, such it was a legendary performance, crazy it's match, incredible crazy match.
0: Uh, why don't we talk about some guys who? aren't ADCC but maybe should be because there are quite obviously with ADCC being such an exclusive tournament you either get there by qualifying by winning one of the continental trials that they have around the world or you get an invite and with only 16 places in the male divisions and only 8 in the women's divisions that means that there are more people not going to ADCC than who are so, are there any names that jump out at you that you would have liked to have seen ADCC this year?
1: I think you know one of the one of the best parts or one of the the funnest parts about ADCC in the past has been um, seeing the different types of grapplers getting in there, and especially um, you know a lot of these MMA guys mm. who, who have who have um, dabbled in ADCC in the past, guys like um, uh, yeah Gunnar Nelson and um, man, Damian Maya, you know some of those type of guys. Um, so I'd like to see. Some some more of those type of MMA guys, you know, a guy like um, Ryan Hall. He's been in ADCC in the past before as well. Yeah, Um, But I'd love. I think, yeah, Cron Gracie, uh, Ryan Hall. um, I think some. some I'd love to see any of those guys come back because they all have, like, pretty solid ADCC history, right? And. To kind of see them come back and maybe try some of the new guys, you know, the modern generation. I oh. mean, yeah, I mean, you got it at some point here. At some point, we gotta do the rematch Gary Tonin versus Kron Gracie. Like, oh, yeah, at, at yes, at, at, please. Like, we need before it's all said and done. I mean, I mean like, life in general, <laughs> um, we need to see Kron versus Gary again. Um, but maybe, I, maybe it'll like take place like 20 years from now,
0: like Hoyler, uh, like 15 years later. They
2: finally do it. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of like uh, MMA guys, I guess he's an MMA guy now. Do you think, uh, what about AJ? Do you think do you think he regrets pulling out after Cabrinha? I mean, mm. Cabrinha ah. was in there, who's the guy who beat him in the final last time. Cabrinha pulls out. AJ would be the number one seed he if would he it. Would stayed.
1: have been the number one seed. Yeah, how crazy is that? I mean, you, l- you look at that, look at the 66 bracket, and you stack up AJ's name against a, a lot of those guys. You know, AJ's got the. He, do, he does well in the ADCC rule set, you know. Really, so he, he had really to favor his game. He, he'd be one of the favorites to win. So I am mm. a little disappointed not to see uh, AJ back to try to try to get his gold medal.
0: He's all about that MMA life now, right? Training with the Diaz brothers, and he's got a fight on Bellator coming
2: up. In uh, I almost don't even recognize him anymore.
0: Yeah, AJ where did you go <laughs> well
2: he, he's got a good style for it too because at 66 there's not really anybody's going to out wrestle him really right Yeah, right. and then on top he's he's scrappy he's, he's tough to sweep no gi and just doesn't tap to it's anything to, yeah, could just be score. the weight cut yeah. I, I'm not even sure he could yep, get to 145
0: yep. anymore True, excuse yep. me 66 is such a, a huge weight cut and 77 obviously uh, Gracie Baja have already got two guys in at 77 so mm, I'm not sure it would even be possible to see him back but I don't know if AJ's even repping Gracie Baja anymore true that's one of the one of the kind of through the grapevine we've heard and I'll we'll have to ask him to confirm but we heard that he's not even not even repping Gracie Bar.
1: he's all about Diaz brothers now Nick Diaz Academy huh Nick Diaz Army I should say
2: a- Askren would be an exciting Those MMA say what about
1: Askren right Ben Askren did compete in ADCC yeah
2: <laughs> uh, what happened long time ago he's gotta be better at sales by now he's he, been doing MMA for a long time
0: yeah I wanna say it was 2009 mm, yeah, uh, yeah 2007 yeah, 2000, yeah he fought ba- Pablo Popovich uh, in 2009 he's quick done, one he's, if You uh, blink, you blink might, you might miss it I think he's
2: done some UWW grappling worlds too so he's
0: got some experience <laughs> he uh, he lost by uh, toehold to Pablo Popovich
2: that's yeah. a tough that's a tough one for you I mean yeah, what, what was it that no, was two two 2009, so 2009 10 years ago at this point he's got 10 more years of Training submissions with his MMA career and everything. True, so. true.
0: He is a solid grappler. ADCC rules. I think that you Olympi- know. Olympian. He'd, yeah, yeah, he'd be a lot more. He'd be a lot more savvy to those kind of attacks now. But um, I'd like. There's a couple of kind of guys um, there who are. Well, there are a few jiu-jitsu guys in MMA that I'd love to see kind of come and you know try their hand at ADCC rules. Somebody like Ari Farias, I'd love to see him in ADCC rules. Under
2: sixty six, he'd be he'd be up there. He'd one be of the really good. he's he ever, ever done it. He's never done it. No, he's
0: never done ADCC. They That's surprising to me
2: that he's never done it.
0: The only problem is he's Atos, and as we already mentioned, they already have like three guys, guys in uh, yeah, yeah. sixty six. So no room. Maybe two years from now, um, uh, one. Guy, he's not even like really. Sort of, He doesn't have like grappling credentials, but everybody knows him as a jiu-jitsu guy in MMA. And that's uh, Brian Ortega. T-City. I've right? that. Check that out. Submission Machine. Got some really funky finishes. And uh, repping Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, training with Hannah Gracie. So I, uh, I'd i love to see him come in and, and, and yeah, try I want in to in a see pure
1: him. grappling format. Yeah, I was hoping that somebody, um, there would be somebody in ADCC repping the, the Gracies, repping the Gracie name, repping Gracie Jiu-Jitsu.
0: There isn't anybody this
1: year, right? There's not <laughs> one Gracie.
0: In the lineup this time I mean last ADCC we had Of course we had Henzo in the super fight The 2015 ADCC You had Neiman Gracie Was competing uh, So no
2: no Gracie's on the At all this year
0: It's kind of the same right? I do good.
2: Yeah, like they've had a few. Somebody. They've had a few of them. Won it. Hoyler won it a few times. Henzo won it a couple of times. Hodger won it. Kira mm-hmm. won it three. Yeah, times. I, say, I, think, when I think was Kira. I think Kira. Twenty fifteen. I think Kira and Hoyler were both three-time champs. Uh, Kira's,
0: Kira's last ADCC performance was twenty eleven. She hasn't competed since. Yeah, but she's a three-time ADCC
2: winner. So Crown so yeah. won it. Her- Kira and Hoyler won it three times. I Hodger I think, uh, won it. Uh, Henzo uh, won it twice. Uh, Rogerio?
0: Is it no? What no? Rogerio? Oh God, uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo Gracie is an ADCC
2: champion. Yeah, they've they've accounted for maybe like close to. Be, around 10 titles between them for the
1: family but yeah nobody this time nobody this time so that's a little surprising right yeah uh hoyla henzo t- 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 Roger. Got, i mean
2: gordon is like Rodrigo
0: is. won uh 88 kilograms all the way back in 1990 yeah
2: so maybe yeah. i think six of them have won it so that's pretty incredible yeah, yeah. Cron, of course but uh yeah
0: the last time a gracie won um a gold medal not in a super fight. In ADCC, it was 2013 when Kron won in China.
2: Mark my words, next one to win is going to be
0: Jonatas Gracie. <laughs> 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 Who, we right. should say, technically is no. not a Gracie. Gracie mm-hmm. is just like one of his middle names, yeah, right?
2: Like, yeah, I think his, his dad liked the Gracies and named him after him, I believe. Wow, <laughs> <Yeah>. wow <that's laughs> Son,
0: I'm picking your career now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it worked it's out. It's on huh? your birth certificate. You can't get away from it. So. <laughs> that's so funny, right? And, and, and people genuinely get confused by that, right? They, they're like, who's this Gracie I've never heard of? And it's like, well,
1: that's... Nayman would be a good uh, a good a good addition to that. Maybe eighty-eight kilogram division or something like that. You know, I yeah, think he did twenty fifteen. Did twenty fifteen?
0: Yeah, he got savagely camoured by oh, wow. uh, by right. Homolo. Yeah,
1: but um, I'd like to see him back. I think he'd uh, he'd be great. Yeah, he's, looking, he's got a, his budding MMA career is, is taking off. Just main evented the um, Madison Square Garden card in Bellator. So yeah, he he's doing got a really couple. Well.
2: You got a couple girls at. Uh, under sixty six, you could have Tammy or Toledo, but I mean it's tough because the brackets are half the size. There's not as many invites, so yep. it's mm. like, yep. who who would you even take out of the invites there if you're going to put <clears throat> them in? Because there's, let me see, there's only a couple invites. Yeah, like two or three invites. So, Elvira. Basilio and Fionn were the invites, and I think I don't think you can really take any of those three out. Really, it's, it's tough true. to argue against any of them, right? Yeah. Bianca, she, yeah,
0: she had a she um, silver medal last time. Alvira yeah. uh, beat. beat McKenzie. Yeah. and and Fion obviously has done a lot. That's you know she you know, you competed world champion. in, but yeah, exactly. So she's done a lot in the last um, last year or so. And but I, I I do know that they've got like their eye on a couple of um, alternates for the under sixty kilogram division. It's an interesting
1: but, division, right there. You know, obviously you got. Um, Bia kind of standing and uh, lording over the top of that division, but um, a lot of young young talent, a lot, a lot of young girls, um, look, gunning for. Her and, and
2: I was surprised. I, w- I was putting together the, the women's preview thing, and I was watching Jenna Bishop from the trials, and she was just stomping people. Yeah, Jenna Bishop was. was on fire at that tournament, mm. just tapping she everybody.
1: Nikki in the finals? Is that the
2: finals? I, I can't remember. She submitted Aaron Hurley. I believe she submitted, submitted everybody. Yeah,
1: I, think I think she. I think she Nikki
0: Sullivan in the final. Yeah, yeah. You know, But yeah, she looked she looked great, and she's coming she's coming into this with some good momentum. So and we
1: haven't seen. I mean, I, I haven't really. seen uh, Seen Elvira in a little while, but you got she did subversive. Yeah, she uh, right.
0: heel hooked Patty Fontes at subversive. Not That's too a good win yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I uh, think
1: Elvira's gonna be gunning this time, and and like Fion has just been on fire ever since she got her black belt. And you know so the biggest issue with
0: the women's division, the under sixty kilogram. Well, actually, this is t- this this is an issue with both of the divisions. The yeah. that, exactly the weight category is so yeah. huge. Riccardo. You've got Riccardo and Livia Giles, who are both Roosters, like Rooster like yeah. featherweights going up against people such as Beatrice who told us that she's cutting a lot of weight to get down to 60, 60 kilos. So 60 is what? It's like 133? Something like that? 132? Something, like yeah. something like that? So, um, 132.2. So, you know, that, that potentially, that's like a 20-25 pound weight difference in some of these athletes. That's, wow. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then of course that goes the other way in the over, 70, over 60 kilogram division. You got Gabby Garcia who's, potentially 70 pounds you know or more 80 pounds bigger than some of these other girls uh baby's in there baby vieira's in there
2: how much bigger is gabby than baby yeah Yeah, that's a big size difference
0: (sighs) yeah i mean that's a good question i'd have to say looking looking at the girls who are who are you know in there for the women's over 60 kilogram division i don't think there's anybody less than 150 pounds i'd say that baby is probably and when we say baby sorry we mean i mean if you're under 150
2: you got to cut uh the 130 or whatever right like why would you why would you fight gabby garcia if you're right, right? yeah yeah, yeah. i'd say that she she Anna carolina vieira
0: is probably the smallest of all those competitors and she's probably a blown up
2: 145 you know so it's tough right yeah i mean she's got to beat potentially Tiani and gabby garcia in back-to-back matches to make her way through that bracket it's
0: Tiani who's going to be 260 gabby who's going to be minimum like both of those are minimum 260 if not more um Karina Santi is probably a solid 180. And she's a, a 180. solid Karina yeah. Santi's really strong. She's freaking jacked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nacieli is uh, obviously she's long and lanky, but she's got to be a good 175.
1: One, you know, 170, 175. Jessica
0: Flowers is is pushing 180. Those are those are big girls, right?
1: Yeah. I don't think Natchielli loses to to Gabby. I think mm. I think you know they, they they've had two matches now. They're one one and one, but this last one. I feel like Nachelli just gained so much confidence from it. It's, I feel like it's be one of those things where she knows what to expect and, no, and what no, to do. And Nogi, though, with this true, one, true. Yeah, I
2: mean, Nacelli was always used use the true. grips that and everything to true. control the difference. A little bit different than like Nogi, where you don't have any grips to keep the difference. And then... It, Gabby gets to your head and it's just over with. She just yeah. flattens you out, smashes you americana or whatever, you know.
0: And she can get away with a lot in no gi because she can just rip out. Like she'll stack, she'll you know lean forward and stuff. But you know, there's 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 one name in that over 60 kilogram division that I think is a potential dark horse, and that's Amanda Levy. Of mm-hmm. uh, she won the North American trials on the West Coast, and um, she looked great in doing so. Right, she had a lot, she's got a lot of experience, black belt in the Ricardo Almeida stroke, Henzo Gracie network, and based in Philly, uh, super tough MMA experience. A lot of no gi and gi grappling, but um,
2: I don't know much about her. How big? How big is she? Like compared to these? Is she like baby size or uh, baby Vera size or Gabby Garcia size? Yeah, I'd say one sixty. Yeah.
0: So she's kind of undersized compared to a lot of these others, but she's she's solid. She's strong. She you know, hit the very arm, physical.
1: The armbar, that little kind of like flying armbar she hit on the finals at, at um, West Coast Trials was one of the sickest submissions yeah, that, was really that we nice. saw that day Super
0: i don't sex. think that's the first time that she's uh yeah hit that either yeah, right she likes yeah,
1: that, yeah 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 i think i've seen her hit it on fight to win or something too oh beautiful uh man there's uh there's a lot of guys
0: that i would love to see in adcc coming up but um yeah it's, this is
1: why this is why it is
0: the mm-hmm. best no geek grappling tournament I can't believe the it's world like, it's like
1: right around the corner man we've been ever since adCC 2017 we 've been we 've been looking forward to this one. We knew it was going to be in l a we, it we knew it was going to be on Saturday we knew it was going to be bigger and badder than it, than it 's ever been before um, having Seth involved doing a production you know just uh, hearing what what Mo ha- has planned week after week um, Man, I just cannot believe we're like we're days away from from this competition. And, and it just it being every other year, you know, like there is just there's just something special about it. That's just hanging, hanging over. I, I just cannot wait for this thing to go off. It's two days. It's going to go, go by quick. Um, but But man, I just like I'm so jacked for it. I'm so excited for it.
2: Well, there's just an aura about it. This, there really this is. There is. This is this thing. Like yeah. me, me and Chase talk about it. And one thing, like, you know, talk about guys are IBJJF World Champions, but you win ADCC, it just takes you to a whole nother level. It's just yeah. a whole nother, it's, You're uh, basically a legend. There's uh, a very yeah. select
1: group of people who yeah. can claim to be an ADCC champion, right? Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. It transcends jiu jitsu. You know, it, it goes beyond the world of jiu jitsu. It, it goes beyond it, to the MMA sphere, to mm. the, you know, just combat sports in, in general. Um, with the wrestlers, like, everybody know, knows about this, I feel like. And, and it's a. It's a feather.
0: Well, we're we'll, uh, we're gonna be doing some some pretty cool stuff in between now and then as well. We've got a couple trips lined up. Reed, you're going
1: to Miami next week to hit up the Fi Sports CC training camp. Yeah, yeah. We were talking a little bit about it, you know, and like you just had to go check out what those guys are doing over there because uh, they have a uh, those mats look look packed. Yeah, they got a killer
0: lineup. They got a guy at every division. They got Tom Halpin, 66, Wagner Hocha, 77, Dorino, 88, Gaojo 99. And then over 99, you've got Cyborg, and of course, the addition of Muhammad Ali for the last couple of weeks. And you got Ana Carolina Vieira at the over 60 kilogram. Uh, Michael and I, next week, we're going to be flying to New York. We're going to go hit up Unity. Hit up Unity. And, our uh, boys, Murillo Santana, Paulo Meow, and Dylan Dennis, uh, Dylan Dennis yeah. are all in UCC
2: uh, And uh, we may see some warm up matches at uh, Nogi Pans as well, right? Yeah, uh, Gianni's at Nogi Pans. Uh, more guys are sliding in there. I'll uh, mm. be interested. Tex, Tex and Gianni are definitely two ADCC guys are at no- Nogi Pans. Uh, wow. I saw checked this morning. Love there it. was a few more names in there. Love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm excited for New York. Go out there, work at Unity. Yeah, it's always really cool to visit hopefully, that gym, Hopefully get me out to cook me up some of this uh, vegan food he puts on his Instagram story all the time. Looks <laughs> delicious. <laughs> yeah, That's right.
0: That's not real. Uh, just speaking of <laughs> Nogi Pans, actually, he's coming up really soon. And um, it's kind of cool because we're seeing uh, some, some brand new black belts breaking through onto the uh, Nogi scene as well, right? I've seen guys like um, Junior Casio, who, of course, who had a standout performance taking second there at Casai Pro 6. Him
2: and I mean, Malachi. Malachi. Got Malachi
0: in the same division. That's really cool. And
2: uh, Jonathan Grace, he's at middle or medium heavy now for Nogi Pans, last I saw.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, and Vitor
2: Oliveira yeah. signed up, too. I saw Vitor Oliveira slid in Italo. there at
3: middleweight.
0: Oh, guys. It's low there. Of course, It's low. One. It's low uh, Jefferson. Neil McGee in, yeah. in his very first black belt tournament. How crazy. It, is that? It's
2: low Jefferson and. Uh, Wilson from uh, Unity are all, uh, might, are all competing at Black Belt for that one. No, you got jo- Johnny Tammer is
0: in there, Vito Oliveira. Uh, you got some – got Felipe Silver. you
2: got some tough, tough guys. Jefferson Juarez,
0: Unity. as well from Unity. He's making – he's a new Black Belt too, right? Yeah,
2: they all got promoted after Worlds, all those uh, – I didn't know Jefferson got promoted too. Yeah, that. Jefferson, mm-hmm. the same day that uh, Taliesin did. Jefferson, Jonas – Wilson, Italy, all of them got it. I noticed that California.
0: Valdir Araujo is uh, signed up at medium heavy. That's baby monster for those of you who are not sure. He's the guy who uh, has a couple of beast matches there uh, on Kasai Pro. He was on the, the Kasai Pro 5 light heavyweight tournament, right, after winning the qualifier. And um, what did he face in Orlando? He had a really good super fight as well, right? Matthias Lutz. Matthias
2: Lutz, that's right. Yeah, that was a
0: crazy, crazy Almost match. finished it at the very end. A couple
2: more new black belts there. Jake Watson and uh, Jonathan Gracie in that medium-heavy division. We're talking no. Jake Watson's now. had
0: some pretty good momentum behind him that uh, the the last couple of months since he got his black belt as well, right? Shout out Jake Watson. Stanley Roser, of course. He was a silver medal at the ADCC Trials. Yeah. Yeah. Charles uh, McGuire.
2: Tiago Saad,
0: heavyweight. And Charles Charles McGuire in heavyweight, Devonte, of course, and it's super heavy as well. And oh, is in there now. He is, that's yeah. A, and you got Texan ultra, so very interesting, very very interesting. So nogi pants, a little uh, a little warm up for uh, a little preview. Yeah, getting in the mood for some nogi, Get your no-gi action, fix, right? right? Exactly. All right, guys. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure once again to talk about all things ADCC. And um, if you didn't know, now you know. It's twenty three days today. Until ADCC. We count them off. Let's go.
3: See you guys next time.